Hello, hello. Bonjour, ni hao. What's up? What's good? Que cosa sucede? Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, artistic, athletic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Wonderful, wonderful show for you today with an incredibly talented guest, international concert violinist Renata Garcia joins the show. Renata is a multi-genre violinist who performs regularly with international renowned artists and tours, including Danny Elfman, Michael Buble, and Andrew Bocelli. She's classically trained and she received her master's degree of music performance at Florida International University as an orchestral musician. She's collaborated with the Miami Symphony Orchestra, the Southwest Florida Symphony, the Miami Chamber Orchestra, and has performed at many incredible places around the world. In addition to her symphonic experience, she is also an active chamber musician. She currently serves as a violinist and co-founder of the Versa String Quartet, performing in Miami venues. On today's episode, Renata shares with us her musical beginnings and why she elected to choose the complicated instrument of the violin. Renata shares her quarantine experiences and even with shows canceled, how she's been able to fuel her creativity through some street performances. Finally, Renata shares with us some of her recommendations for someone visiting her hometown of Mexico City for the first time. Really, really enjoyed my conversation with Renata. Uh, she was awesome. I learned a lot, but she also made me laugh a ton. Excited for you guys to meet her. So let's go ahead and bring on international violinist Renata Garcia, and let's learn. What were your earliest musical influences? Do you remember your first experiences with the violin? Yeah, I remember the first one. I don't remember why I wanted to play the violin. I just remember that there was like a festival in my kindergarten and they were teaching us uh, an English song about instruments. So I was so sure that I wanted to pick the violin. I was like, please, I want the violin, I want the violin. So my mom got me a a violin toy and I played there while we were singing in English. And I, that was the first thing I remember. I was like four years old. And then I, I asked for violin lessons. Mm. Uh, I couldn't get them that easily because the schools wouldn't accept me because I was too young. Mm. <laughs> so I had to take like private lessons until I was like seven when I entered school. And then, well, I kept going. <laughs> Do you remember why you picked violin? Because that's, that's an awfully complex instrument for someone at, at your age. And normally children like to pick the easiest one, so one they can play immediately. And violin doesn't come like that. So do you remember what it was that it motivated you for the violin? The only thing I could say is that I, I used to play a lot in the, um, how do you say this thing? Uh, I don't know the name in, in English, but it's like a complex, a complex of buildings. And mm-hmm. um, I used to play a lot there and like with other kids. And I heard or heard in, uh, violin playing mm. in some of the apartments. And it was because a lot of peop- uh, musicians from the orchestra okay. lived in there. So maybe that's why. But that's the only reason I could find because I really, really don't remember. <laughs> well, what were some of the earliest musical inspirations that you listened to? What were the songs and the artists that you listened to growing up? Well, also that, that was very, very interesting. I used to love classical music. That was my favorite thing to do. So I, I will always play the classical music uh, radio station while I was doing my homework. And I will just put it just to listen to it. I don't remember why. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's just part of who you are. Now, fast forward a little bit. You attended Florida International University. So what are some of your favorite memories from your time in college there? Yeah, well, I don't know if I should tell like the funny stories because maybe... <laughs> <laughs> By all means, bring them. <laughs> it's too R-rated or something. But <laughs> uh, well, I remember one time uh, my, 
my teacher came to Mexico to a tour with his quartet. And I told him like, hey, could you bring a tequila for me? <laughs> and instead he brought a bottle of mezcal. I don't, I don't know if you yeah. drank mezcal. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of tequila, but not the same. So he brought that to me, and one day I was with a friend, he, she's a pianist, and I was like, you know what, let's try the mezcal. So we drank half a bottle in the school, in the music school. <laughs> and we were just like, I don't know, we were like playing and just walking through there and maybe playing with the instruments. Then like at 12 or 2 a.m., I don't remember, <laughs> we went out and we were like drinking on the parking lot. The next day I had chamber music class. <laughs> <laughs> at 10 a.m. <laughs> so I woke up and I was, I don't know, I, I was dead. I was dead. <laughs> yeah. So I, I went to my string quartet class. I, I also was first violin, so I had to put like all my attention in there. And the only thing I was thinking, I, I, it was like I wanted to throw up. <laughs> so anyway, I did the class. I don't know how I survived. It was one hour. Immediately after the class was done, I went to the bathroom and I puked so much. <laughs> I went immediately to my house and slept. <laughs> so oh. yeah, it was fun. If I, I it was fun. <laughs> I love that. I love it. And that is a fantastic story. It's, it's a reminder for everybody about the powers of mezcal. What were some of the other memories that you had as, as a performer while, while at Florida International University? Well, as a performer, I, I think I have a lot. Um, I actually used to love to play with my string quartet. Um, it was so fun. We will laugh about like anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, so there was three girls and a guy. And it was interesting because everybody was from a different country. Okay. It was uh, Brazil. I was from Mexico. The other one from Puerto Rico and the other one from Cuba. <laughs> so it was like whole different uh, communities. Um, I don't know. They were just like, a lot, uh, how do you say, very simple people. So they would laugh out anything. Yeah. And our <laughs> rehearsal sometimes would be like, 10 minutes of laughing Wonderful. <laughs> and then five minutes of playing and then 10 minutes of, again of laughing. <laughs> yeah. Mentally, how do you get yourself in the right frame of mind before a performance? Again, because violin, very detail oriented. Are there certain things you do during the week and then are there certain rituals you have on the day of a performance? Well, I, I, didn't, I wouldn't used to before, but now, yeah, uh, I started to do yoga. So mm-hmm. in the past years, right. I tried to do a meditation before playing mm-hmm. uh, because before I would, I would, get a lot like very nervous yeah um now i still get nervous but also it depends on how how much you're prepared so yeah i I try to practice a lot and be super prepared and then on the day of my playing i just eat something super like subtle like maybe a banana drink water and do this meditation and just expect the best and try to enjoy myself on stage because that's why you do it, to play yeah. for people. <laughs> Often musicians tell me that when they're playing, they're not thinking about what they're playing, but they're just feeling it instead. So it, do, yes. you, do you experience that sensation that almost where you're watching yourself and you're not thinking about what you're doing, you're more just in the zone and feeling the whole thing emotionally? Of course, yeah, yeah. I try to imagine that when I'm practicing. Definitely you need to picture yourself as if you were playing in public. Mm-hmm. Also, what I do is practice playing in public. <laughs> which is fantastic. So yeah. I usually play in the streets. Uh, I mean, for money, but also I, I, I have a lot of fun. It's yeah. a dif- different um, connection with your public. So I do that at least once a week. So that gives me a lot of practice to play in public. So when I go to stage, it's not that hard. Very cool. Wow, I didn't know this about you. 
when you pick a place to play in the street, do you have it planned out? Do people know where you're going to be? Can they expect you or is it random? It's random. Okay. <laughs> it's very random. When you're out there, you're, you're by yourself, you're a soloist, you can play anything you want. You probably want to play catchy things as well to get people's attention as they go by. What's the set list on a day when you're performing? Actually, we already have a set list. We call it uh, the songs that, something like that is the translation, the, the songs that give you money. So <laughs> we play that, yeah, because it's the, the song that people like and they usually come and give you money. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, like, but what, give me a couple songs that are on there. Uh, well, you, you know this one? Canon of Pachelbel. Mm -hmm, of course. It's a classical. Uh, Por una cabeza is a tango from Carlos Gardel. Mm -hmm. mm, um, uh, a vals from Shostakovich. Okay. It's also like classical. So we have we have our set, but also we get tired of this, so we have another one. <laughs> so it's more like pop and reggaeton and rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we experiment. Also, it depends on the public that is around. Of course, of course. So you need to, like, look at them. <laughs> yeah, what, what are some of the pop and reggaeton songs? Well, Despacito, of course. Of course. Uh, Meniego, that's, uh, like, from a Mexican group. Mm -hmm. um, there's this one that it's, it's getting, it's like a hit on TikTok, Savage Love. Oh, yeah. Jason Derulo. Um, pop songs, well, Adele songs. Okay. Um... I don't know. We um we just played uh, "Blinding Lights." Very popular right now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's one of going to the other list of like songs that give you money. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think back to one of my most favorite, fondest travel memories that I've ever had. I was walking through Venice, Italy. As you're walking around, it's, it's little small hallways and passageways, and. I heard this amazing electric violin and I just immediately stopped and I reverted and I ran back to where it was because I was, I was captivated at the moment and they were playing a Frank Sinatra song on this electric violin and I, I stopped everything I was doing and I sat and listened to him and then gave the guy money as well and it was just the right timing. So when you said earlier about playing songs that get you money, that was one that I just had to, I had to go and contribute because it was just it was such a moment. Yeah, I know. Also people, like they've, they, as, as you said, like they... Like, it changed their day. Yeah. Maybe they're having a bad day and they hear live music and it gets them. And they're like, hey, thank you for changing my day. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool. I've noticed that you play with different violins. For you, do you have a certain preference if you're performing in more of an orchestral setting? Do you have a preference if you're doing something on the street? Or what, what are the violins that you use? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not going to play the electric on an orchestra <laughs> unless they require, but they don't. <laughs> maybe one day, maybe one day. If you're, doing, if you're doing stuff like blinding lights, then yeah, we can put that in there. Yeah, yeah actually, did you just give me an idea? It would be so cool to have electric orchestra. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I'm, I, I prefer now to play more like in the streets and to do my own thing and create and experiment. But also I love orchestra and I, I love playing in string quartets. I love playing chamber music. Uh, recitals I don't know I'm, I'm very versatile mm -hmm. and it depends on my mood I guess <laughs> yeah how do you stay creative and what's the music that you listen to fuel your creativity yeah that's a um, hard question I don't know how to get to get creative every every day like yeah. sometimes I'm out of my imagination like I, I don't feel it <laughs> and, and that's okay I, I think I go with the flow I'm usually very like how do you say this, like anxious. So I'm always looking for new stuff to do with the violin, with music, with life, I guess. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's usually through art. 
So it depends on my mood. What I listen to uh, lately, actually, uh, in, talking about this, <laughs> I started to hear beatboxers, and I'm trying actually to to do beatbox. I'm already done some some stuff, and I I I wanna mix it with the violin. Interesting. You mentioned that when you're playing, it depends on how you're feeling and emotion. So on a day where you are maybe down or just not feeling it, you mentioned being anxious, if maybe a day where you're sad or just having a kind of a down day, do you play music that reflects that, that is kind of more somber and slow, or do you try to cheer yourself up with something more cheery? No, for sure, I, I will make it uh, dark, darker. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is a kind of personality or what, but when... I mean, it happens to everybody, no? Like, if you're feeling sad, then you play your playlist that is, like, sad, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's, like, very human to just, like, go deeper and just, like, you know. Uh, but it, it also, it, it feels like a, a pleasure with this at the same time. Mm -hmm. It is, like, very pleasurable. So, I don't know, when I play and I feel, like, super sad and I'm playing that very sad uh, piece, <laughs> it makes me feel, like, great pleasure. I totally get that. I think emotions, when they're strong, no matter what the emotion is, when they are strong, it's, it's a great feeling. Exactly. As an orchestra performer, you've traveled around the world. What are some of your most memorable performances, for, for whatever reason, the ones that stuck out with you? Uh, I don't know. I think um, one of the best ones was the celebration of the 100 years of Miami Beach. That was very interesting because mm -hmm. we shared stage with a lot of artists. Mm -hmm. I think there was uh, this famous DJ, I forgot his name, uh, Calvis Harris, I think. Calvin Harris. Uh, yeah, Calvin yeah. Harris. And we played with Andrea Bocelli, actually. The wow. Uh, so it was a very interesting concert. And I mean, we had VIP passes, I guess, because we were playing. So <laughs> it was very cool. And they, they did the fireworks and it was like a huge show. Yeah. Well, anything from that's a wide range from Calvin Harris to Andrea Bocelli. That is that's fantastic. Yeah, I know. You also are an instructor and you teach violin lessons. So what do you enjoy most about teaching others? And what are some of the resources that you do provide for people interested in learning the violin? Uh, what I enjoy the most, I think it's learning also from them, from my students. I sometimes I, I tell them something and they don't do it. So I always try to find a way so my words get to them. Okay. So if I'm saying something I, and they don't understand, I, I always try to say it in another way because yeah. maybe it's my words. And also I apply those words when I'm practicing. <laughs> like I hear myself and I'm like, you know what? You should apply what you tell your students because sometimes you, it's like I forget it. So that's how I learn. Like it's, it's awesome that I don't only teach them, but they teach me. So it's, it, it goes both ways, I think. I, that's what I love most about teaching. And the other question was, what, uh, what are, what are some of the resources that you offer and uh, coaching opportunities, teaching opportunities that you do offer? Yeah, well, now online, mm -hmm. of course, um, that's actually pretty good. We can do a lot of work, even though it's online. Uh, resources, I think, well, I always provide them with a lot of um, videos, I guess, so they can explore a lot of things. When I was growing up and I was practicing and playing violin in my, in my lessons, I wouldn't get as much stimulation as I would do now because we have access to you yeah. know, YouTube and all social media. 
Yeah. And before we, we didn't, we had to go to the, how do you call it, the recording store mm -hmm. and buy CDs if they yeah. were here because Mexico doesn't, or you didn't used to get like imported yeah. CDs and DVDs and stuff. So yeah, I try to provide them a lot of uh, things so they can get inspired or motivated or they discover new things. A lot of artists, not just musicians, but artists like to do something else creative to help them just have a different part of their brain working. For instance, a, a pianist might also be a painter on the side or might do a different instrument. So for you, what are the other creative arts that you like to practice? Well, I love painting, actually, and mm, I think I perfect. do it. I do. I do it pretty good. Uh, it doesn't. I, it is not difficult as violin. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I choose violin because I'm crazy and I, I love to, I don't know, go through the process of doing something very difficult. But yeah, I enjoy a lot painting. Uh, I wish I could paint a violin case. I would love it. I also been experimenting with lights. Actually, I have a neon light or a black light. Okay. And I, I bought these uh, paintings that they go bright with black light. Yeah. So I would love to mix that and um, yeah put it in a violin or a violin case i i would love that like i don't know mixing like the mixture between lights and sounds yeah <laughs> i absolutely love that i also been singing i love singing i think i should have done that <laughs> a while before i've been also dancing i'm experimenting with belly dance which wow. i would also love to mix with violin playing so I don't know. I'm experimenting with a lot of things. I don't know. Okay. It's part of this anxious thing that you want to do a lot of things before you die. <laughs> of course. Of course. I think that's brilliant. I think it's fantastic. And that's the only way to find something, right? That's how great inventions and, and great new style of music is found. Just, just trying things out, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And then who knows, maybe, you know, we, you, you paint the violin case and then that's when you're incorporating with the hip hop music and then you're doing yeah. it all. So that's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 2020, obviously very challenging, difficult for artists, but with that, a great opportunity to evolve and to grow. So in what ways today are you stronger or have you evolved than from a year ago at this time? Well, I think, of course, this, this past year made us um, introspective, very introspective. Yeah. So, yeah, I've learned a lot of things about myself that I didn't like, of course, and also that I liked. And... It just make it clear, like I was an observer and I was just observing the, those things from myself. Uh, so now actually I want to act on them, <laughs> put some action on them. The good and the, and the bad, because I mean, it's it's silly to try to get get out of the bad stuff because they're part of you. Um, so I want to instead use them, use them as a motivation to keep going and um, as an inspiration. like. I don't know. I think that's also what I learned about doing yoga. I started to do yoga actually pretty often because of the quarantine. And that gives me also like this power of, I don't know, it, it concentrates all my energy. And I want to like just uh, push that energy to something very creative and something that makes me happy and maybe make others happy in the way. Nothing better than that. So that being said, of you using your energy, how do you want to spend your energy in 2021? What are some of the goals, projects, plans, performances that we should be looking out for? Well, I want to do a lot of videos. Mm -hmm. uh, I already have them in my head. Mm -hmm. I also edit videos. I started to edit videos, and that's how I make my money now. Um, 
so I wanna, of course, edit videos for myself, but I wanna also edit videos for others, musicians, other musicians, and I wanna do like musical videos. Um, I wanna do this thing of uh, mixing belly dance with with violin, mm -hmm. and like make it happen. And also, I wanna start creating my own music. For now, I think my purpose is to do something like between reggaeton and Arabic music. <laughs> like I don't know, I wanna do like some kind of mixture there. Maybe also integrating the beatbox. I, I don't know. Maybe it sounds crazy, but I would like to experiment with that. It's not crazy. I love it. I think it's brilliant. I think a blending of arts that don't necessarily go together, it's perfect. It's especially because not, <laughs> not many people think about it. You're doing something that's different, and I love that. Yeah, also that. Like, everybody kind of does the same thing, or they, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's something new. <laughs> you live in one of the most wonderful cities in the world, Mexico City. So for someone visiting Mexico City for the first time, what would be your recommendations? Well, um, supposing that things weren't yeah, quarantined. In a, yeah, in a, in a utopic <laughs> situation, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, actually, right now is not that bad. There are a lot of places kind of open, uh, but not exactly. But, of course, I would recommend them to eat a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and with this in mind, uh, certain places, I guess, uh, for I would recommend a place for tacos, another place for tlacoyos, another place for... Sopes, pozole, mm. quesadillas. Uh, oh, oh, one of these is on the street. So they will have to try street food. Street food is the best. <laughs> of course, of course. And what else? Um, it's just that there are so, so many things to do in Mexico City. Um, recently, I posted a story on Instagram about uh, a forest. It was a forest. And a friend of mine who came from Miami, she was like, why didn't you take me there? When I, when I went to Mexico City and I was like, well, you were here for only one week and <laughs> it's just too big. Like yeah. I had to choose. Yeah. So I, I choose taking her to the pyramids, you know, mm -hmm. uh, pyramids. That was, well, it's kind of like one hour away from Mexico City, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That to the Lucha, Lucha Libre. That's like super famous. Yeah. And it's actually pretty fun to go there. <laughs> You scream a lot and it's just awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. What else? There are too many things. Concerts, uh, ex ex exhibitions of art. There are a lot of... Yeah. This is the biggest... Well, the city with um, the... How do you say this? It has a lot of museums. Mm -hmm. Like the most in the world. The city with the most per museums capita? in the world. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. That thing. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Most museums per capita. Yeah. Most museums, yeah. So we have a museum of, of the toy. We have a museum of gum. We have a museum of tequila, of shoes. Like the most random things, they have a museum. <laughs> what is the tequila of choice? Is it Blanco or Reposado? I think Reposado. Reposado. Okay. <laughs> I'm a Blanco guy, but uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, but actually, I don't know. Lately, I've been, I've been on mezcal. I love it. Because it doesn't give you... Uh, how do you say uh, hangover <laughs> except except the day that you had that was the well, day gave me yeah that. because i had half a bottle that's why <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i was yeah <laughs> uh, well Rana, this has been so much fun so much fun i've been i've learned a lot but also been laughing a lot how can people follow you what are all your social media channels right uh well you can find me uh writing rena violin on instagram and tiktok twitter and on YouTube and Facebook, it's uh, Renata Garcia Violin. 
Yeah, or you can find my webpage, my official, official webpage, RenataGarciaViolin.com. RenataGarciaViolin.com, perfect. When the world gets back to normal, we chat later, we see how your goals are going and what new projects you have. Because I know, I know that later this year, you're going to have some really cool projects and new projects. So I'd love to chat again about those. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate your sentiment and your wishes. And I hope, I hope the best also for you, you and for your projects. I hope to, to catch you on the street, watch a performance either in a concert hall or on the street or somewhere, somewhere. In- yeah, of course. I will love it. Yeah, it's, it's so amazing to, uh, to listen to these things, like people playing, because it, it's usually like, um, how do you say this thing, when it's like overjudged or something by other musicians to, to say like, oh, you play in the street? Like, uh, why do you do that? Yeah, like look down on, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's not at all like that. It's not at all. Um, people appreciate it and they give you money for that and it's, it's amazing. And the thing is, people who don't want to give you money, then that's it. They're not obligated. They're not... Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want, you give it. If, if you don't, then yeah. not, and you're you're free, right? And in the end, in the end, you are you're playing, you're performing, you do what you love, and you're getting better. You're learning how to yes, play the exactly. different crowd. I've so, thought about it. Yeah. So even <laughs> no matter what you're doing, it's, it's a way you're basically practicing. You're practicing different exactly. things. Exactly. So it's exactly it's, exactly. Uh, I do have a, a song request, so I don't know if you have it in there, but a song I know that. If I was hearing, I would immediately stop and I would immediately give money no matter where I was at in the entire world if I heard the song. But do you do anything by the Beatles? Yes. Yes, okay. yes. So if I heard, if I heard, if I heard either Yesterday or Let It Be, if I heard one of those two, I would immediately stop what I was doing and I would go. Yeah, yeah, we have them. We have okay. them. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, when, when I do show up, that's, that's, what, that's what I want. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll request that song and I'll bring two glasses of mezcal for you and your saxophone player. It'll be perfect. Oy, that'll be like the perfect mixture. <laughs> <laughs> please please do that <laughs> mezcal the music this is perfect and then to hear let it be hey I love it. <laughs> what else do you want <laughs> I, I need nothing else i need nothing else <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> this was this was so much fun this is so much fun I, I needed this i laughed a lot this was great i know we'll stay in contact and i, I can't wait to chat with you again and interview again yeah thank you randall i had a lot of fun too you're a fun people to talk to cool cool thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Renata. For more information, check out RenataGarciaViolin.com. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Mm-hmm.